2: On the back QL Network, Nick Costos, Ken Barkley, and you. What an hour we got coming your way. Uh, we still got to hit a bunch of awards Defensive Rookie of the Year, Coach of the Year, Comeback Player of the Year, P squared, B squared, NFL awards. Felice Naritov, our narrative bets for college football for the weekend, and all our bets for Thursday night football. Side total and props with the Saints and the Jaguars from New Orleans. And of course, once we get the, uh, the injury news for sure on Trevor Lawrence, active or inactive, we will bring it to you here on You Better, You Bet. But joining us right now to kick off the hour, and what a treat this is to welcome back to the show our friend, the maestro of matchups ha <laughs> The best, our friend Evan Silva from Establish the Run. You got to follow Evan on Twitter, at Evan Silva, and Evan supports us. He's, he's been coming out with us since 2019 also. Check out EstablishTheRun.com. Amazing website if you follow the NFL. You play fantasy, DFS, you bet props, you bet games, sides, and totals. You got to check out EstablishTheRun.com and the Establish the Run NFL podcast with Evan and Adam Levitan. It's must-listen. I listen to it every week, and Evan joins us now here on a Thursday. My friend, welcome back to the show. It's Nick and Ken. Happy Week 7.
3: Nick and Ken, it's good to be back with you. It's a light week. I mean, there's six teams on bye, which, by the way, there's zero teams on bye next week. Which I don't, I, I don't know if the if the, uh, the 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 NFL is cutting costs with the schedule makers, but the schedule is just strange. But anyways, I, I don't want to get into that. I, I could complain about that for an hour. Let, let's 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 get, let's get this rolling.
1: Yeah, and Evan, I I know you may not have any bets for tonight's game. Obviously, we don't know if Trevor Lawrence is going to play yet for the Jaguars, but maybe even if it's like a prop thought on New Orleans or something they might do in the game, or if you like the side in total, obviously, we would love that too. Just obviously, we're in the power hour. We're going to give our bets for this game out later. Do you like anything for tonight before we go to Sunday?
3: Yeah, I think it's going to be a classic, ugly Thursday night game. Not super fun to watch, but some fun things will happen, and I, I think that that would start with, the Jaguars' defensive line going up against the Saints' offensive line that is missing, it's starting right tackle. It's starting left tackle. You know, those guys' backups. To the, they're to the point where, I mean, Trevor Penning was the number 19 overall pick in last year's draft, and they're not even playing him. You know, they're just leaning on a, a lot of backups, and the Jaguars' defensive line can be ferocious. Josh Allen, one of the best pass rushers in the league. I saw that he was... I think about even money to just record a half of a sack. I think that 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 would be the one prop that I'm looking at. And I also would look at uh, Trayvon Walker's props uh, defensively. Trayvon Walker has not been a great pass rusher yet in the NFL. Um, He has been a really good run defender, but I think against this Saints offensive line, we could see him maybe potentially have a breakout game.
2: Absolutely love defensive props. I'm, I'm going to bet those tonight because I love to yeah. bet, and those sound awesome, and the handicap is really sound with the Saints down a couple starters on the offensive line. Love that from our guy, Evan Silva. Evan, let's turn our attention to the games on Sunday now and want to ask you about the Chiefs and the Chargers in, in Kansas City. And I think a lot of people, like bettors, fans, et cetera, will look at the total of this game and see, you know, it's on one side it's Patrick Mahomes, and on the other side it's Justin Herbert, and the first digit of the total – is a four. It's like 48, 48 and a half, right? And normally we see these games like 52, 53, 53 and a half even when these two quarterbacks play each other with KC and the Chargers. What type of game do you think we see at Arrowhead on Sunday? Going to be like a high-scoring electric factory, a little bit less of a high-scoring a game with the Chiefs and the Chargers?
3: Yeah, 48 and a half is what I last saw on DraftKings for this game's total. And you're right, I mean, if you look back, over the especially over their last four meetings. I mean, they've been shootout after shootout. Um, this year the Chiefs have played a little bit differently. I mean, they have a, like a legit top five defense. And the Chargers are still kind of scuffling and trying to get it together. You know, they lost Mike Williams. They've lost dudes on offense. They, um, they're transitioning to a new offensive coordinator in Kellen Moore. But, you know, Justin Herbert is on pace for a bunch of career highs. And at the end of the day, it is Justin Herbert against Patrick Mahomes, and I think that this is the week where we could see more Rushy Rice, Travis Kelsey looked the best he has all year in this past Thursday night game, and now has you know he's coming off ten days of rest. Um, I think that we could see a little bit more Kadarius Tony, less Sky Moore, less Marquez Valdez Scantling. Uh, the offensive lines on both sides are in good shape, so I'm 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 taking this square bet. I'm taking the over on 48 and a half, I think we get there.
1: Evan, curious how you're going to bet Cardinals Seahawks. And I think like the consensus opinion from everybody we've had on the show, like Nick and I talking about the game, a lot of people like Seattle. I think the root of that is kind of what we've seen this Cardinals defense do the past few weeks. Jamar Chase, a million yards receiving against them. Cooper Cup, almost 150 yards receiving. And I know we've had the conversation on our show, Evan, like, all right, like maybe Seattle's going to score a lot. How do you want to play them? so many weapons on the team, right? We've had the case for Jackson Smith and Jigba. Is it, uh, you know, DK Metcalf? Is it Lockett? Is it Kenneth Walker? How are you choosing to play Seattle, Arizona? I think with a lot of us projecting Seattle to score a ton of points.
3: So I, am not really taking a side. I believe the it, the spread is like seven and a half. Is, is that correct? Yep. That's right. That's right. Yep. Yeah. So I don't, that's just a weird number to me. Uh, and the Cardinals have shown the ability to be competitive, at least for the first three quarters of pretty much every game that they've played so far. Um, the Seahawks, you know, their offensive line has just been absolutely by, ravaged by injuries. They got Charles Cross back, their stud left tackle, last week. Um, they got back Phil Haynes, their left guard. Um, they're not going to get back Abe Lucas, their right tackle, and Jake Curran has really struggled in his place. But, you know, the, uh, Geno Smith has been under heavy duress to this point. The Cardinals had the lowest pressure rate. In the NFL, so I think that this is a, a week where we see we kind of see the dam break and we see Seattle Seattle's offense, which which has been fairly middling to this point, really get after the Cardinals and you know put up like a, a thirty spot. I like the overs on Geno Smith pr- pretty much everything. He's I know he's minus one forty over one and a half touchdowns. I really like that. I, I think that uh, the last time I checked his yardage, yardage prop was like two. 253 I think he can definitely get that DK Metcalf has the longest a dot of his career so far and I think that he has a chance to make a ton of big plays against a, a no-name Cardinal secondary and, and as you mentioned Jackson Smith and Jigba you know coming out of the bye last week he had his largest route participation and snap rate and targets of this and target share of the season and I think that those are all positive things he can be a really explosive slot receiver for them we know we, we can rely on Tyler Lockett as well. So I, I think that the, the, C, the Seahawks offense, maybe the team total, um, I, I would look into that. I think they'll, they'll be able to score a lot of points in this game.
2: Music to my ears. Seahawks are my favorite side bet coming up on Sunday, laying the seven and a half. It's You Better, You Bet with Nick and Ken. Tremendous football Thursday. A couple more minutes here with our friend Evan Silva from Establish the Run. Evan is on Twitter, at Evan Silva. Be sure to check out and support Evan's NFL podcast. It's awesome. He supports us. The Establish the Run NFL podcast with Evan and Adam Levitan. Uh, Evan, let's hit the Ravens and the Lions here coming up in Baltimore on Sunday. Where it looks like, and Ken, I don't know what you have like the whole board has here. at BetMGM it looks like this might come off three soon. It might go down to Baltimore yep. minus two and a half. Uh, the totals come up a little bit now. It's sitting at forty three, I think, from where it was maybe a little earlier in the day. So forty three, Evan, is the total in this game. And for now, Baltimore a three point favorite, but I mean, this might drop down to two and a half. Uh, maybe one of the best games in the week of the week this week. Any betting thoughts for you here, or fantasy thoughts? Right with Detroit and Baltimore.
3: Yeah, I took the over on this game, and um, I had some, and, and I. Shot that by uh, some buddies that I respect, and they were also on the over. Although some of them expressed concern about the weather, and I don't really look at weather until um, maybe tonight or, or tomorrow. So I, I'm not entirely. I, that's not something that I was going to like, you know, super tout. But I can tell you that I I personally took the over on this game. Um, I, I think that Lamar Jackson and the Ravens are just right on the verge of starting to click, dealt with a bunch of injuries early in the season to the offensive line, to the receivers. They've settled into Nelson Aguilar being their number two receiver. Obviously, Mark Andrews and Zay Flowers is their clear-cut number one. And we've seen what the Lions have been able to do. I mean, they've got like a top-five offense. Now, their offense is not as reliable on the road historically. Um, And that's that's a Jared Goff thing. That's a Jared Goff thing going back to his time with the Rams big home road splits, but I, I think that, that 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 total is low enough that uh, the, the, the total was low enough to me to, to bet it. I want to jam one in here, okay? Go A.J. Ahead. Brown, A.J. Brown on DraftKings as of Tuesday was 50-1 to 1 to win Offensive Player of the Year. I took that, and if it's still available, I think anything 40-1, to 1, or above, I mean, this dude, you know, we, we talk about Tyree Kill. We talk about Jamar Chase. We talk about Justin Jefferson. Who's to say that A.J. Brown isn't the best wide receiver in the NFL? Because he's certainly playing to that caliber. With all due respect to Tyree Kill, who's on pace for over 2,000 yards, A.J. Brown has been an absolute monster since the beginning of the season. And um, I, I really like that at 50 to 1.
2: And A.J. Brown kind of like in a showcase game on Sunday night against Miami. We'll see about Devontae Smith. Smith saying today that he's going to play on Sunday, but obviously dealing with a hamstring injury. If Smith doesn't play, it's going to be like, I mean, just like, uh, I don't know what A.J. Brown's receiving prop would be if Devontae Smith can't go. Evan, we love having you on the show. We sincerely appreciate the time. want everyone to check out EstablishTheRun.com and the ETR NFL podcast. My friend, best of luck with the bets. Stay well, and we'll catch up with you soon here on You Better, You Bet.
3: Thanks, guys.
2: Our pal Evan Silva joining us here on the show. I, I, I got to love that when a guest says, I want to jam one in here. That's always in. great. Yeah. yeah.
1: And to be fair, like, like he's right. And well, because we'll, we'll pivot back to awards here for a little bit. Like you could make the case. AJ Brown is like the second most likely player to win the award if McCaffrey's usage drops off. And maybe AJ Brown kind of assumes that second place position eventually, uh, especially if he has a really, really big game against Tyree Kill. I think my point is just like, with how they're playing right now, and like Tyreek got this pace, like, am I trying to beat Tyreek Hill? Like at this moment, like I, I think he's just so far ahead of everyone right now. But to be fair, like if you were going to pick a player to beat Tyreek Hill with, that's like of those Diggs, Chase, AJ Brown, like those receivers. You you would probably pick AJ Brown just because of like how he's projected right now.
2: Uh okay, awesome. Um, I am, believe it or not, I am still putting in hockey bets. (laughs) Just putting one in while you're talking about Tyreek (laughs)
1: Hill. Talking about jam one in.
2: All right, for a couple minutes here, Jake, let's bring the music up here. Let's do uh, Defensive Rookie of the Year here. It's P-squared, B-squared, NFL Awards roll Well, I gotta tell you, what what, what a great show today. Uh, Jalen Carter remains the favorite, Ken. He did practice today for the Eagles, yep. so putting him on track to play on Sunday night. Carter minus 145. I, I kind of feel like this is a two-man race right now with Carter and Devin Witherspoon of Seattle. Witherspoon 3-1 to one and like a, a, a great matchup for Witherspoon on Sunday with uh, Arizona coming to town. Will Anderson of the Texans at 10 and Brian Branch of the Lions. Like, we'll see if he plays this weekend on the road in Baltimore. I have drawn the Gettleman line there. Personally, I find this market to be extremely uninteresting, but maybe, Ken, you can get me interested in a defensive rookie of the year.
1: I think if Carter's going to play this week, then we go right back to uninteresting again, just in terms of, like, how how quickly things can change in this market. Uh, Yeah, Carter and Weatherspoon. I think I totally agree with you that at this moment, it is a two-player race, uh, and it's like, well, who else could get into the race? I have no idea, and maybe a player will emerge at some point later this season, but for now, it's a two-player race. The market has it as a two-player race. The market has Carter a favorite, because, and for people who are like, well, how is Carter favorite over Witherspoon? Like, they're both so awesome. Typically, edges or defensive linemen in Carter's case have, like, a, a big edge, to use that word again, uh, just because they can usually accumulate sacks at a more consistent rate. Then a secondary player can accumulate interceptions or passes defense. because that's more like, well, what if the quarterback just doesn't throw to you? Whereas, like with Jalen Carter, like he's not really gonna get like triple teamed on a lot of plays, although he's getting double teamed on some plays, but like he's more likely to accumulate his counting stat than Witherspoon, who is awesome, is to accumulate his. Now, if Witherspoon like leads the league in passes defense or something like that, and Carter only has like six or seven sacks, of course, Witherspoon could we're telling you, with the two player race, but just like if Carter's gonna play, then that I think that just keeps everything stable. And yeah, if Witherspoon has a huge game, his price will drop and Cardinals will go up. But you, I don't like to be in the business of like predicting a huge game from someone. Like that's like a bad way to make bets. You really want something that's like mispriced on the surface. And this is for now a two-player race. Market has a, as a two-player race. And uh, really, like a likely edge to be gained down the road is going to be the same as defensive player of the year, which is like we're going to need the voters to tell us who they like the most of these two players if they both have big seasons, and then it'll be like an immediate reaction to their opinion that'll drive you to make a bet but for now nothing
2: all right that's defensive rookie of the year so here's our schedule for the rest of the uh of the show here schedule. on the, bet. And the hashtag schedule normally we operate without one but we've got one here for the rest of the, the next 40 minutes of the show uh next segment coach of the year and comeback player of the year we're we looking to take shots at dan campbell and mike mcdaniel DeMar Hamlin is still the favorite and comeback player of the year. We'll talk about those two markets coming up in the next segment. And then we will close the show with all our bets for tonight, side total and props for the Saints and the Jaguars. Maybe we'll squeeze in Feliz Naritav as well in that final segment before we roll through New Orleans and Jacksonville. We'll get the Trevor Lawrence injury information to you as soon as we get it as well. Two more segments on a Thursday with Nick and Ken, and they're both going to kick ass. Don't believe me? Stick around and find out. thursday night football week seven in the national football league kicking off in the big easy but for now we finish up p squared b squared awards on this tremendous football thursday jake bring the music up here and ken let's get to coach of the year where dan campbell and mike mcdaniel are at the top of the board dan campbell is the favorite at plus 250 mike mcdaniel close behind him at bet mgm plus 275 D'Amico ryans and kyle shanahan both at 10 to 1 so we got the uh the Niners head coach and the Niners former defensive coordinator. Both are 10 to 1. Ryan's obviously the current head coach of the Texans. Robert Sala, 18 to 1. Doug Peterson at 22 to 1. Shane Steichen has now dropped to 25 to 1, obviously after uh, they lose Anthony Richardson and lose last week. Steichen at 25. Mike Tomlin at 25. Sean McVeigh at 25. Todd Bowles at 25. I've drawn the Gettleman line here, but I went all the way down the board, Ken. And I do just want to reference this. I don't think he's going to win. I think he's the worst. Josh McDaniels is 150 to one, and the Raiders might be four to three, four and three after Sunday. Just wanted to throw that out there. I don't think he's going to win. Just figured I'd toss that out there. Ken, thoughts here on coach of the year?
1: Yeah, I mean, like, I, I had somebody ask me about McDaniels. Uh, I had somebody ask me about like Eber flus, if they got like, if they went on like a, or this was last week Eber flus before they, before they lost to the Vikings. And he, he, the problem with these coaches, right? Is that like everyone actually like thinks like the problem with like Todd Bowles and Dennis Allen, like everyone thinks they stink. Like and it's like a narrative-driven award. Like we, it's says, yeah, if you if they won eight more games than the previous year, sure they could win. But man, they got to really be like far and away the best candidate, and I don't think that's really likely. There's going to be a bunch of really good candidates. Uh, last week it was like sort of a somber tone. I was just like, look, like we've we've kind of been waiting a little bit. We bet some stuff early in the year, but just been like hanging out, trying to figure out when do we want to try to beat Campbell and McDaniel. Do we want to do that? And as they just win more games, the likelihood of a fourteen and three kind of a super season keeps getting bigger and if that's going to happen like they can win like my issue with both was always like a reasonable improvement for them to win coach of the year is like four or five games they both won like eight nine games last year i think they both won nine games actually so like you're talking about like a 13 and 4 14 and 3 kind of a season in, in order for these guys to win coach of the year at the start of the year that's unreasonable they both had win totals that were much lower than that so like that was why i didn't like them and now they're both Get, apparently going to fly over these win totals, and if that's true, now now both can win, and I'm like happy to admit that as we tick off more wins for them. It's it's worth noting, just if we did want to try to beat them uh I would offer two thoughts one uh this is a week where both are underdogs it'll probably be the only week the rest of the entire season where both McDaniel and Campbell are not expected to win the game that they're playing uh McDaniel's a dog at Philadelphia Campbell's a dog at Baltimore so like kind of like with Heisman you could see a dramatic shift in the market it wouldn't be as dramatic as Heisman but like this is a week like it's not it's we're done with Dolphins by 14 until we get it again next week when they play the Patriots but like we're done with that for a week at where it's at least like you could see movement here I don't I, like we did this the last two weeks it was literally, oh, well, they're going to win and the other guy's going to win. So don't do anything. And now it's at least like, well, they could lose. And my, the only coach that I'm thinking about as like an ad at this point, until we get more information, could be D'Amico Ryans at some point, maybe, maybe Houston does it. I don't think they do. And I think Stroud wins and that's how they reward that accomplishment. But like the only coach I'd be thinking about a little bit here and they're on by this week. So you never have to bet them now. Anyway, you can actually wait to see if these two guys lose this week to make this decision. Starting to develop like a healthy interest in Robert Sala to win NFL Coach of the Year this year after the Jets beat the Eagles last week, an incredibly important game for their playoff chances and this award. Uh, the Jets won seven games last year, I believe, something like that. And so a, a reasonable improvement for them would be like a wild card spot like making the playoffs. And obviously you have all of the narrative driven stuff that goes along with this. Uh, he's been front and center the last couple weeks, had that like kind of mic drop quote that they finally beat the Eagles after the franchise hadn't beaten them before. He's front and center. Rogers is throwing passes off to the side. So it's a sideshow. They're always in the news. It's New York. And if he takes Zach Wilson, to a playoff spot and not just like takes him to a playoff spot that would represent a marked improvement over the team's record the previous year four plus is usually what you're looking for like can the jets really go 11 and six can that really happen if you look at the schedule it's actually not that crazy that they god forbid Rodgers ever comes back late in the year and they win a couple games too by the way to get you a wild card spot you're not making the bet based on that so again haven't bet it they're on a buy. But they're going to come off the bye. They're going to play the Giants. So, like, this thing's going to start getting rolling here a little bit in terms of momentum with the Jets getting back for, like, the seven seed. Remember, the Chargers lost. So, like, the path to the seven seed gets a little bit more open. Like, Cincinnati is going to want to have their say. We'll see how Cleveland does over the weekend with Deshaun back. But there's a little bit of an opening here, especially if, like, maybe Pittsburgh, TJ Watts out, they lose. Like, you can see this kind of coming together. The Patriots are eliminated. Like, you got to worry about the Raiders. I don't think so. Uh, where Sala becomes interesting but you don't have to bet him this week because his price won't change. Like, even if McDaniel and Campbell lose, the coaches who win will take that win probability. And and Salah will still be like 15, 20 to 1, whatever, going into the Giants game. So that's the only name I have circled as like, okay, let's get a little more down the road, just even a week. And then maybe, maybe we can craft a case for someone at a big price, especially if Campbell or McDaniel take losses and kind of likely lost games this week.
2: Um, and I'll say this about the Jets, and I know this because I I was on WFAN earlier, and we were talking about like the Jets maybe making the playoffs. Like, is it possible that that could happen? So a lot of the teams, Ken, that you reference, like teams that the Jets might have to worry about in terms of like maybe getting into the seventh seed in the playoffs. So they they play Cleveland, they host Houston. They play the Raiders. They play the Chargers. In Week 18, if there were ever a time to break this ridiculous losing streak they are on to the Patriots, it would be then. Like, they play yeah. all these teams. So it's, like, all in front of them here, like, for the Jets, where if you're bullish on them, like, they win a bunch of games. Not only are they winning, but the teams that they're that they're competing with for the final couple of playoff spots are losing. Uh, so I, I like the thought there on Robert Sala. I actually think he's kind of like an underrated head coach as well, and I think he'll get a ton of credit also if they get there without Rodgers. Oh, I totally agree. Even, how about this? Let's say they go nine and eight, and it's only a two game improvement, but they make the playoffs with Zach Wilson as the quarterback the whole year. I think that might be enough to get him a ton of consideration.
1: I agree. I would just the only other thing like, they I don't add have here, to go
2: eleven and six, right? They could go nine and eight as long as they make it.
1: Right. It would be because it it's it becomes like a Vrabel thing where it's like, well, the team didn't improve that much, but there was like the narrative built into like, well, the guys were hurt and they were doing like, they were doing really well, and I know Tennessee was the one seed, but like you get the idea. So the only other thing i'd add here for now so i think it's like a bookmark solo for next week we really might take a position on him next week and let's see if campbell and mcdaniel take losses this week the other thing to think about here is what if both mcdaniel and campbell just keep winning and they both put together seasons that are really interesting and we'll do comeback player of the year in a second uh i think the at least this is how i would think about it with no polling Now, when we get polling, the polling will tell us whether voters really like Campbell or really like McDaniel and and which way it is. Certainly, like very early in the season, there was a lot of buzz around McDaniel, some of the pieces that were written and less around Campbell for the award. But that can change. I don't think anybody thought the Lions were necessarily going to do this. And now everybody's coming on saying Jared Goff, MVP and Lions are going to be like the one seed in the NFC. So I will say if they both have super seasons, like we're talking like 13 and four plus, maybe 14 and three plus, which I know is a lot, but like they both can do it. If that happens, just my personal opinion, what I would have, Campbell is much more likely to win. And the reason I would have him is more likely to win Well, two things, one, It will be like less expected that they get there because they've had a lot of injuries that the dolphins haven't had but most importantly the dolphins are going to be in play for a lot of awards if they do that and like two is probably going to win mvp and tyreek might win offensive player of the year and the lions are winning nothing and they're going to be like the one seed in the nfc and like here's how you reward that accomplishment and if you think voters don't think like that you're absolutely nuts there's no way they're giving the dolphins three awards and the lions none if the lions get the one seed there's absolutely no way that happens so like maybe the dolphins sweep all those awards but if they both have big seasons i would be very pro campbell over mcdaniel in that situation thinking the dolphins will get other trophies and like that'll acknowledge their offensive accomplishments i could be wrong just my thought and we would wait for polling so it's kind of like sala next week probably let's see what happens and then if it does get down to the end like my initial thought would be campbell over mcdaniel
2: you better, you bet. Nick and Ken, tremendous football Thursday. P squared, B squared, NFL awards wraps up now with our thoughts on comeback player of the year, where DeMar Hamlin, inactive last week, is the uh, is the favorite minus one ninety. Tua three to one. Cooper Cup sixteen. Lamar and Stafford at twenty. Baker Mayfield and Brees Hall now at twenty two. Kyler Murray is one hundred and fifty to one. All the way down the board might come back next week for Arizona. Just had that just to talk about. I don't know if he'll win, but wanted to mention that. And Ken, just like in the interest of time here. Um, I also, just like, maybe we could do this even to start next segment. Like, what happens if, like, Aaron Rodgers comes back? Like, in, like, week 18 or, like, even in, like, the wild card round? Could Rodgers win comeback player of the year? He's not listed anywhere. He's probably not going to play. But, like, just to get ahead of it, maybe that's something that could happen. Your thoughts on comeback player of the year? We don't have to do Rodgers or Kyler now. Like, it is with your analysis of the market. If we have time, we can do it.
1: Uh, Well, I can do them in like 30 seconds And we'll do more on them next week Because I think that's probably a good idea Uh, Kyler, I think we just totally book our market for next week The price probably won't change Because he's not going to play Now maybe he goes like 150 to 50 Because people buy when he returns But like it's a next week conversation I don't think he'd win anyway But it's a next week conversation Rodgers keeps going on McAfee And like taking shots at Anthony Fauci and stuff I don't think voters have any desire whatsoever To give him this award Which is like a completely not stat narrative driven award Like they give him MVP because he has the best stats and he's on the best team that's easy like you write you write his name down for this this kind of a thing i think there's like no shot honestly and it's it, that interesting word choice and despite like even if you're like you're crazy like Definitely whatever no shot like lib uh even if you think that the idea they would give him an award for playing like one game uh i it's just i just don't see it so i total zero for me uh in terms of okay. like the players who can actually win uh i i Look, the opinion's not going to change, but I just still think this is like my favorite like money pinata to hit over and over again because I just think I'm going to be right at the end. And that's like a really cocky way to look at it. And I think I'm going to be right. So we'll see Uh, if Hamlin keeps being inactive. I really think there's like a 0% chance he wins. I can be wrong when the polling comes out until you show me the poll, I'm gonna think he's got no shot. I think they're not gonna give it to someone who literally never plays. I think that's gonna be the justification for them not giving it to him. If he was active every week and like taking snaps, then there might be like an ethical dilemma for like voters to not write his name down. They wouldn't wanna be the guy who didn't vote for him. Now they got an easy out, just doesn't play. Like, hey, great story, but, like, I, I want to give this award to somebody who plays, like, just to reward that accomplishment. Easy to write, nobody begrudges you, whatever. So I, I really think, like, Hamlin's got to come back and play and, like, be on the field on defense for this to even be a conversation for me. Uh, Tua is going to be, like, the monkey wrench where our voters going to, like, come around to this concussion retirement narrative, maybe. Maybe. I've always thought that was less likely than other players because to have played so much last year. So like his comeback occurred like off the field in a doctor's office. So it's just kind of weird and like not a typical story, but it could happen. He's just going to be the guy that ruins it for me. And I'm happy to have no exposure to him because the prices are really low, uh, have built a massive position on Cooper cup. Remember he was 80 and we said, bye, 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 bye. And then he was less and we bought more and now he's 16 and we're going to buy more. And then he's going to drop again. And we're going to keep doing it. Cause he'd probably be the favorite uh, Baker Mayfield. His price went up because he played so poorly uh, against Detroit. And you might be like, yeah, like he can't win now. Did you see that game? He sucked. Geno Smith lost eight games last year and won eight of them. So eight Thursdays, we would sit here and be like, wow, what a crappy game for Geno Smith. How's he ever going to win comeback player of the year? Uh, And he won. So no, Baker can absolutely still win. Like, you know, you know how quick our memory or how quick we are to forget stuff? Literally one week game winning drive against Atlanta this Sunday. Guess what's happening? 15 to one. Like a guaranteed So uh, actually a pretty good time to buy if you don't have enough of them, just to be honest. So Cup, Mayfield, and then a last note here uh, on a third player who, if you missed the first time, if you have it the first time, then I don't know if I'd add more. But if you don't have them from the first time, Chase Young has not accumulated a ton of sacks this year. I think he only has like three and a half or two and a half, a a low number. Uh, his his, (laughs) His pressure rate and his number of pressures are outrageous like almost the best in the nfl like he's having a monster season getting to the quarterback he just hasn't gotten the sacks and he gets the giants this weekend so if you were looking for a potential like pop game going forward right we always talk about like bet on what's gonna happen not like what already happened like that's the prices have already dropped really nobody could see like a four sack game for chase young against this giants offensive line and tyrod taylor or daniel jones or whoever it just seems like if it's gonna happen maybe it never happens and he's a hundred to one or more in places right now to win but like it's maybe it never materializes if it was ever gonna materialize this is the game this is the game and it's only this game and if it's not this then it's probably never but like this is the game so just like if you don't have any, you're not going to take a hundred to one flyer when, like, Hamlin probably won't win, in my opinion. And I don't want to. Uh... We got Lamar Jackson up there. So He's going to get zero votes. Lamar Jackson can't win. Like Brees Hall, like coming back from he never got he never got started. He got her as a rookie. Like these are just all flimsy cases. And we want the guys who can win. And the guys who can win are Cup, Mayfield, maybe a little Chase Young. And we'll see what happens.
2: All right, there we have it. Good stuff there. P squared, B squared NFL awards as we approach week seven in the National Football League. Uh, we have a report from Cameron Wolf of the NFL Network who tweeted this moments ago. Trevor Lawrence, and apparently there's a video posted on Twitter also. Uh, Trevor Lawrence doing dropbacks and throwing during his pregame workout. Oh, and Cameron Wolf is reporting now that Trevor Lawrence is going to start. Ooh, so baby. apparently we've got. So Lawrence is going to play. So, like, we don't have the official actives and actives yet to know, like, 100%. But I think if someone from NFL Network is reporting, I think we should feel pretty good about it, that Trevor Lawrence is going to play. So on the other side, we're going to tell you, like, officially when we get the word, if Lawrence is playing or not. Again, it looks like he will. What the market is for the Jaguars and the Saints. And all our bets, side total and props for Thursday night football in the Big Easy with the Jags and New Orleans next to wrap up a Thursday edition of the show with Nick and Ken.
0: We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network.
2: Bring it up, Jake. Joey Evan Silva, and how about former NFL quarterback Steve Berline making his You Better You Bet debut? Absolutely love it, and I think we have to give like a special shout out today, even though he wasn't on the show, but Jeremy Roenick for texting his bets of steel to our guy Alex. Now, here's the bad news for uh, for Jeremy. Jeremy texting his <laughs> bets today. I just thought of that. Uh, if, and I hope he does, because I think we overlap on a bunch of bets, yeah. if Jeremy does well with his bets tonight, guess what he's getting tomorrow? If you if you if you guessed another text, you win. You're right. So his own success.
1: At a minimum, Tuesdays and Thursdays, going forward when there's a lot of games. At a minimum.
2: Well, I think we have to like like gently like wade into these. What if like well, I'm saying he goes it's like Thursday, one and two tonight?
1: We'll text him on Tuesday. It's like six days from now.
2: But like, I mean, if he goes like let's say he goes undefeated tonight, I think there's be, like
1: there's gotta be no games tomorrow. There's gotta be like two games, Fridays th- usually th- like usually.
2: So, so are we making the executive decision right now that if like if think, he goes undefeated tonight, we don't text him tomorrow?
1: I don't think we do.
2: Okay, it's only two but games. Like, we'll, we'll talk I, okay, about okay, it. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Did. Let's
1: see how, how. about this? I I dare him to go undefeated, so we have to make that really tough call. How
2: about how about this? How, uh, text Alex, text Roenick right now and ask him what his bet is tonight in Major League Baseball for the Rangers Astros <laughs> <rosterous> game. <laughs> I'm kidding. Please don't. Kidding. That'd be, that'd be, would, that'd be great, bet. though. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Jeremy, and like we'll promote his podcast again, Snipes and Stripes. Find it wherever you find your podcast, Jeremy's NHL podcast. Our executive producer, Alex Vasano; technical director, Tyler Morales; our uh, engineer is Jake the Snake Hassan, and our video producer is Downtown Mike Brown. BetMGM tonight is a four-hour live betting extravaganza, and it follows us weekdays here on the BetQL network. All right, it's time to get through. Should um, we do baseball first or no? Well, yeah, hold, we do baseball at the end, right? Yeah, whatever
1: you want. I mean, it's a really quick conversation. What would you like to do?
2: Uh, baseball at the end. You got it. All right, uh Jake, drop the uh drop the dope SB please. Just check it, Trevor Lawrence. By the way, ten seconds ago from the Jaguars official Twitter account, Lawrence active. So this is this is in. He's in. He's starting for sure. Uh, and we had the Cameron Wolf report going to break. Now he is officially active. That list is out. Alex will give it to me, and we'll give it to you the full list. But Trevor Lawrence is active, and we'll start tonight for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, our show sponsor is BetMGM. BetMGM is the king of sports books and bed MGM offering some of the best odds in the game for NFL first touchdown props and the futures market all season long lines are open and moving for each game in week seven in the NFL right now. So download the bed MGM app and visit betmgm.com today. And you can also check out on the bed MGM YouTube page. Uh, I think it's youtube.com backslash BetMGM. Just search BetMGM on YouTube. You can check out my Board of Spreads video, which is uh, posted there now, and subscribe to the BetMGM YouTube channel. They are our show sponsor, and I am also an ambassador. So support me and support them. Uh, and go to the BetMGM YouTube page and subscribe and check out my Board of Spreads video. Also download the BetQL app for the tools you need to take down the sports books. How about BetQL tonight, Ken, backing you up with the five-star play on the Kraken on the money line against the Carolina no, Hurricanes. So interesting
1: there. Oh you didn't that no that that's was okay. uh, if an, you... if Anderson was gonna play.
2: Oh, uh, I, 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 I
1: played the under instead. Got it. Yeah.
2: My bad. We we had no, that conversation. Hashtag off I air. I uh, had if, if,
1: that was hashtag, hashtag off air. Yeah, with a giant dent in his head.
2: Yeah. <laughs> if, 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 if 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 he did it and played, then we would have had yeah, Seattle. If so anyway, it. BetQL likes BetQL likes uh likes the Kraken. Uh, okay, time to get to our bets for tonight as the actives and an actives list are out. The only one that's really noteworthy here for for fantasy improv, Zay Jones, is out here for the Jacksonville Jaguars, and Juwan Johnson remains out for the New Orleans Saints. Ken, so- updated side in total at our show sponsor, BetMGM. Uh, New Orleans, about a two-point home favorite, and the total is like 40 and a half 41 So New Orleans, two, 40.5-41. Uh, so Jacksonville is not going to close a favorite here. It looks like New Orleans still going to close a favorite despite the fact that Trevor Lawrence will start. Your handicap, please, side and total, New Orleans and Jacksonville.
1: Yeah, I mean, I know it seems like a lot of different stuff's going on here because of the Lawrence injury, but uh, I think it's the same old saints. And what I mean by that is uh, they're a very dumb team and a very poorly coached team uh, and their quarterback's not particularly good. And maybe they fixed a bunch of stuff after they lost to Houston where they definitely should have won. And definitely should have scored more. Um, maybe they did that or they're a dumb coach team and their quarterback's not particularly good, which seems like a more likely explanation. Jacksonville's defensive metrics actually pretty good so far this year. Uh, I know Campbell's out one of their corners. Chernoff brought that up. Like maybe it's significant could definitely be a bad thing. Uh, Uh, for the bets I'm going to give out, but not really interested. Uh, The only dominant win the Saints have had on their schedule so far, obviously the win against the Patriots, 34-0. Their other two wins by one and three. They played a lot of low-scoring games. So you know what we're going to do tonight? Uh, We're going to bet the under, which I kind of talked about earlier in the week. Like, let's see if Lawrence plays. You get a better number, Uh, 40-and-a-half, 41. Let me see if there's any any 41s cooking on the board right now. We got a lot of 41s, which I was hoping for, cooking on the board right now, maybe a a 41-and-a-half. In the next hour, wait till the last possible second at the under uh, would be my advice. I will be doing that. Uh, and then I have already teased the Jags now with a, a few different things. Um, you know, pick your favorite stuff from Sunday. Honestly, Seattle would be a really fun option right now. Jacksonville up Seattle basically just to win. I'll just say again, I also teased a lot of things with Alabama against Tennessee. Eight and a half to two and a half. Sue me. Um, so that's how I'm choosing to play the game tonight. Jacksonville up and teasers. Keep the game close. Game goes under the total.
2: Uh, people just all always ask this question, Ken. So I'll ask you. I know you don't have a bet on the side of the game. If you had to bet the side, what would you do? Saints minus two. Let's call it
1: Jacksonville. But like, could see the Saints winning in a very, very close game. So Jacksonville, but like a very mild opinion.
2: Uh, you better you bet with Nick and Ken, giving you our bets for Thursday night football. Uh, yeah, look, I said all week. If Trevor Lawrence plays, he is playing. Uh, Lawrence and Peterson against Eric Allen. That's uh, Derek Carr and Dennis Allen. I can see some moron out there being like, "Is that the coach's name? The quarterback's name isn't that." Yeah, I know. We combine them. So, to, to, uh, Trevor Peterson <laughs> okay, against Derek then. Allen. Uh, I'll take uh, I'll take the Jags What's easy at an underdog price.
1: What's better, Trevor Trevor Peterson or Doug Lawrence?
2: Doug Lawrence is a terrible. Doug Lawrence. Player. Doug Lawrence is hilarious. <laughs> like, D- Doug Lawrence, like Doug. Doug Lawrence like like sells real estate in Fort Lauderdale and is like the third best like the third best real estate guy in his own yeah, office.
1: Doug Lawrence peaked in high school, definitely. Yeah.
2: I would argue that Doug Lawrence still hasn't peaked. And I'd also argue that son of a bitch never will. <laughs>
1: So somewhere out there, a guy named Doug Lawrence is listening, just like guys. I've had a pretty rough day at the office. Can we? Can we not? Can we
2: not? Hey, with hey Doug. Here's my recommendation. Maybe change your first name to I don't know, Trevor.
1: Hmm. Think about it.
2: I'll take tre- I'll take Trevor in the Jags tonight. Underdog. I mean, look, like it's just uh, I, the the and Allen Lawrence and Peterson. I'll take the Jaguars. I'll tail Ken on the under as well. Uh, so give me the Jags tonight. I've teased the Jaguars with a bunch of things as well. And uh, I'm going to put in a Jaguars-Alabama teaser. So everyone... So isn't, by the way, South Alabama is the Jaguars, right? In college football?
1: Oh, yeah. So I is, this, is this the South Alabama teaser? Because the, the Jaguars play in Florida, Alabama, South Alabama Jaguars. There you go.
2: The South Alabama Memorial teaser is at the Alabama Crimson Tide and the Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: Sometimes we're, we're too smart for our own good. I feel like on the show, I don't
2: know. Right? All right. So. <laughs> it, are we? And those are the uh, the side and total bets for the Jaguars and the Saints, which means we've giving you a side and total. It's time to give you the props for tonight. Now, the prop king, mm, what was Monday? What was Monday's game? I don't Who played on Monday night I, this week? I actually don't remember. Oh, the Chargers. The, char- the Chargers. Oh, the Cowboys. yeah,
1: Chargers-Cowboys.
2: Yeah. 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 yeah, we give out to Tony pa. Uh Jake, give your baseball bet here quick, just, to, just a while, and I'll take it to the end of the show. Rangers and Astros, all your bets.
1: Okay, um, sure. I'm going to go first. I'm going to go back to the over after we hit it yesterday. Just going to go back to that because I don't have any faith in Erkiti. He's fine, and the Astros were one of the best teams against lefties all year long. I'm almost going to go Altuve, two-plus bases, Garver and Young, two-plus bases. The just-for-funsies are Jose Abreu, and we're going
3: back to Josh Young.
2: All right. Then Josh, you've got a got a great text from, from Jake last night. Josh Young with like nine yeah. exclamation points while I was like sweating a sweating hockey, but I appreciated the text from Jake too. on the Josh yeah. all all caps from Josh Young. All right. Probably Those would are Jake's baseball bets the for year, tonight. They he didn't get hurt, yeah.
1: like this is all these home runs late, it's like. And we're we're glad he didn't, because now Gunnar Henderson's a good one.
2: All right. Uh now it's time for the prop king to descend down from the royal throne, traips across the carpet, whatever. Uh prop bets coming up right now for the Jaguars and the Saints. <laughs>
1: Now approaching the betting window, it is your prop king, Nick
3: Costos.
2: All hail King Costos! Yes. All
3: hail King Costos! You must worship me.
2: I demand it. Your king demands it of you. I don't know what we're expected to do here with with, with Jacksonville. Trevor Lawrence, I don't know what percent he's at. What's this going to look like on offense? I'm not sure. And the prop king does not like to play into uncertainty in that in that regard with yardage props. There's only one prop that the prop king likes yardage-wise in this game. The New Orleans Saints, Derek Carr, getting into it with Pete Carmichael. You know, Harold's son, on the sideline last week. Go, We got to get this offense fixed. They got no juice. You know who's got juice? Rashid Shahid played on like 80% of the snaps last week I've been a return specialist the first however many games of the season gets a couple splash plays per game Rashid Shahid will go over this on one catch tonight again he's playing more snaps now so it ain't just a shot in the dark Rahid Shahid over 36 and a half receiving yards right now at BetMGM. And then let's play some anytime touchdowns in this game as well. We will play. Everyone assumes that it's just gonna be Jamal Williams tonight because he's active. Let's play Kendra Miller, the Saints third string running back. Kendre Miller anytime touchdown. Let's play Jamal Agnew anytime touchdown. Jacksonville's third receiver with uh with Zay Jones out. And do we have a bonus, a bonus, Thorne? Yeah, how about a bonus? Jimmy Graham, plus 700 anytime touchdown, with Jawan Johnson remaining out. Beer and pizza money on the anytime tutties. That does it for the Thursday edition of the show. Ken and I will talk to you tomorrow. Until then, which in you? Minimal sweats, winning bets, the absolute very best of luck.
0: Thanks for listening to You Better You Bet. Up next, it's BetMGM Tonight on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. We'll